Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and you might notice a little more excitement than normal to start. I try to be calm and collected here as the quote-unquote host, but I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty excited. So if you're listening on the podcast right now, just the audio version, obviously you can't see it, but this will hopefully be our first video upload to YouTube through the Beak Brands channel and the Beak Brands website. So now not only do you get to hear my beautiful voice that is really good on radio, believe it or not, which is not planned, that's just how I sound, uh, you also get to see me and our friends of the show here. Which means if you're watching on video, you already know that I am joined by friend of the show, Keith Hernandez. If you're new to this and you're saying, that's not Keith Hernandez, no, that's my Keith Hernandez right there. I guess actually that side, no, the other side. Yeah, over there. All right? That's my (laughs) Keith Hernandez right there. So, Keith, how are you? I am as happy as could be. Less than two weeks to opening day. Less than two weeks to opening day. We're rolling through our divisional previews. So let's just give the people that are new to this, because we might have some new, I guess, viewers, because we're now on the YouTube there. Um, We're doing divisional previews. We have a lot of stuff for you. We go team by team, even the terrible ones, okay? We spend some time there, too, because everyone needs a little love, all right? We have some fantasy nuggets here and there. We have some betting picks, so, you know... If you want to lose degenerate friends, which I also found out, that's a that's a big saying around these parts. So if you want to lose degenerate betting friends, we got picks for you. If you're not want to lose degenerate betting friends and you like to just bet and not affiliated with Lou, we got you covered also. So don't worry. We got betting picks for everyone. So far, we've covered the entire American League. We are currently up to the NL Central. So like Keith said, less than two weeks to go, which means we got... NL Central, NL West, and we are off and running. So we're in pretty good shape, I'd say. But before we start, whether you're listening or watching, here's what we're going to need. Number one, follow at Beak Brands on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube now because, okay, we're, you know, we're getting places, and YouTube. Uh, obviously, you can get all of our content there. If you like to look at us, you could do that. If you like to listen to us, you could do that. If you like to read in 2021, you can do that, okay? Number two would be to check out the website, beakbrands.com. If you like what you see on YouTube or you like what you're hearing through either Spotify or Apple Podcasts there, we have more content on the website. That's number two. Number three, we're going to need you to subscribe to the Speak to the Beak podcast, which is on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're also going to need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is also Beak Brands. So just throw that in to the little monotony we got there. If you want to follow Keith and I, you can do that. He is at Keith Hernandez with two Zs. I am Tim Ferdinand. I almost had a brain fart right there. I was like, what am I on Instagram? (laughs) I'm at Tim Ferdinand on Twitter and Instagram. So, we're ready to start. Today is the National League Central. Let's do it. Keith's excited. Might be the worst division in baseball. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, might be the worst division in baseball, but I'm still ready to go. 
we're, we're in this. Yeah, so um, it, it not might be. This is the worst division in baseball, <laughs> all right? I don't have any problem saying that out loud. If you're somewhere, live in the middle of the country, come at me, but it is what it is. Division's not good, all right? It's not. So I guess we'll go through, you know, the normal waves here, Keith. So if you're new to this, here we. this is what we got for you. So let's give you the current betting odds on the division. You got St. Louis Cardinals plus 105. Cincinnati Reds plus 333. What a strange number. Brewers plus 375. Cubs plus 500. And then the Pittsburgh Pirates are plus 6,600. <laughs> but before we even dive into any of that, Keith and I keep you up to date here. So we're going to give you our favorite signing for the division. I've talked for about five minutes straight now. So I'm going to let Keith have some shine here. So Keith, who's your favorite signing? Let me know what team and what player and why. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be the Cubs signing Jock Peterson. Um, if you keep it up with spring training, he's like on fire. He's hitting like 600. It seems like every time he goes up to hit, he hits a home run. I think he's like six or seven home runs right now. Um, he's going to be big for them because he's going to be a huge trade piece for them. Some team that's in contention is going to be looking for a lefty bat, whether they need some outfield help or, you know, they just need a lefty power bat off the bench, and the Cubs are going to fleece some team for a top 10 prospect. And that's that's going to be a big piece of them because I don't really think the Cubs are going to be in contention this year. So Keith took my strategy to this, which is to sign a veteran to trade him for prospects. So listen, I sign off on that 100%. My pick is Yadier Molina as a re-signing to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um... I mean, listen, I don't care what anyone says. Like, this man might be the best catcher to ever live. And I don't think that's, like, too over-the-top, hot takey. If I had to pick a catcher, I'm taking this guy. You can't run on him still to this day. And to go along with it, he's still got a pretty decent bat. But for me, it's what he brings to the team that you can't measure. Leadership, little nuances of the game, you know, that relationship with umpires and whatnot that you have as a catcher controlling the pitching staff so i think bringing back yadier molina is huge for the cardinals he's been there since oh i don't know like 2000 mid, oh, mid 2000s i think Something yeah like say 2004 oh, 2005 so it's been about 15 years give or take a couple there uh, and i don't think they have a catcher waiting in the wings so they needed yeah. to bring him back it, it would have been stupid to let him walk um i mean I know there were some rumors at the end of last season that he was going to leave. I know, like, apparently the Mets, there were some rumors that they were looking at him before they went after, you know, McCann. Um, and it's, I don't I don't think he was going to leave just because he's been there his whole career. I would I would expect that he wants to finish his career there. As, especially, I mean, if Wainwright had retired last year, I think he would have left. I think because Wainwright point. stayed, yeah. I think that's why he's still there. But, I mean... Um, I, I thought he was going to leave originally just because they didn't seem like they were going to contend for anything. And then they traded for Arenado. So. <laughs> yeah, which we're going to get to a little bit later. So let's yeah, hold later. on to that. Um, so if you're new to this format, we go team by team here. We start at the bottom and work our way up to show you some love for some of the bad teams here. Um, and by show you some love, I mean we talk about you. We don't really show you any <laughs> love. We just kind of give you some pub. So let's start with the worst team in the division, Pittsburgh Pirates. 
They are, they are terrible. Like, yeah. listen, the worst team in baseball. Yeah, I'm sorry like, if you're a Pirates fan. The they're they they're probably worse than the Orioles. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, let's just get right into it. How long is it until Gregory Polanco gets traded? June, probably. Yeah, he's a, he's. Um, you think he's like 100% a goner? He has to be. Ha- he has to be. Yeah. Like, did, how did? You, how are you just gonna let him sit there and then let him walk at the end of the season? He's rotting there. He's rotting. Yeah, there. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I mean, he's never reached like his potential yet. He's still so young. Yeah. There's still so much of that ceiling left that um, you know, hopefully another team can find whether. He's he's gets he gets traded like hitting 150 like he was last year, or if he has having a career year, he's hitting like 280. Um, some some team is gonna pick him up. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But you remember when it was like him? Lot. He was the last guy to come up, right? It was like Andrew McCutcheon, yeah. Starling Marte, and him, and it was like, yo, their outfield's gonna be insane, and that didn't last long at all. They got they bounced in the first, tripled. I mean, in the wild card game, but like three yeah. years in a row, two years in a row, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> so yeah, I fully expect him to be traded, eventually. Has he to, has to yeah. be. Yeah. So only only bright spot I really see on their team is yeah. Cabrian Hayes. I mean, came up last year, hit three forty. Um, only played like the last month of the season, but still, he was great for them. That's the only bright spot in that team for the most part. I mean, um, Cole Tucker is like kind of an exciting player too, you know, with his speed and stuff. But that doesn't really look like there's a place for him to play anymore which is saying a lot because yeah they don't they, they don't have anyone full of a, a bunch of nobodies <laughs> so i guess we could just hit the fantasy side of it because the pirates are terrible um yeah. is there anyone other than the two people we just named well i guess tucker is the third guy is there anyone other than those yeah. people that you'd even consider taking on your fantasy baseball team this year no way <laughs> no way stay away from anybody <laughs> On the Pittsburgh Pirates, except for like Cabrian Hayes and Gregory Polanco, and even then, like those guys are going to be drafted late. Yeah, super late. Like, like Gregor, like we talked, to, we said this with Jonathan VR. Like Jonathan VR, when he was on the Orioles, like two years ago, he was one of those guys that just because there was nobody on the team, he went off. Yeah, they don't, they don't even have anybody like that. <laughs> that like, I, I mean, Cabrian Hayes, maybe if he if he's consistent with what he did in that one month in the majors last year. But Gregory Polanco is in this type of player. Todd Frazier is going to make their major league team. He's on a minor league deal there right now. But he's not that type of player either. I mean, yeah. he had a chance to do it in Texas last year, and he didn't do anything. He's, he's probably another guy that's going to get traded. Hopefully not to the Mets. I do not want to see him there again. But some team will pick him up. Don't bring that up. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't, because that's something we would do. Yeah. Oh, man. So, just I guess we could wrap up the Pirates really quickly here. Last two things. Mm-hmm. Number one. Are they going to win more than 60 games? No. I don't think no. they are either. <laughs> no pitching, no bullpen. Any lead they have is going to like be gone by the 6th or 7th inning. Yeah, they have, they have, no, they have nothing. And I, I know we brought this up a little bit when we talked about the Rays and the AL East, but yeah. that tweet, if you guys don't follow, like, all right, so Keith is a really good follow here on Twitter because – on Instagram, he sends some funny stuff, but on on Twitter, because he really he retweets a lot of stuff, so it comes up on your timeline. The Onion, and also you know the Beak Brands account also retweets it. So if you just follow us, that works. Um, 
the, the onion wrote like this fake thing that the pirates are just like a mafia like money laundering (laughs) front because it's like there's no way that a a real person could be like actually running this operation like it has to be just like some drug ring that's like using the pirates to launder money i thought that was like the funniest thing i've ever seen for a pro sports team (laughs) i i wouldn't even be surprised no i wouldn't be surprised either so Sorry if you're a Pirates fan. Check back in like three years. Maybe we'll have something good to say about you. But for right now, we're going to move on. Chicago. Obviously the Cubs because the White Sox play in the American League here. So this is time for a little thing we like to call Keith's Corner. So we give Keith our undivided attention for about five minutes or so. Sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. He kind of takes over. I get to hang out. And he tells you some hard-hitting information about a team. So, Keith, you got it on our first-ever video, Keith's Corner. And you obviously, you could tell he's in the corner. Because if you look at the background there, he is in the corner. I'm in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got for us today? All right. So, mainly, like, does, what are the Cubs doing? I mean, I don't know. Trade away you Darvish to the Padres. Well, trade away you Darvish to the Padres for not much. Um, clearly, like a salary dump. Um, Theo Epstein wanted out. He's like, my work here is done. I can see this is a team that's crumbling quick, and it's gonna have a lot of rebuilding to do, and I don't want to have any part of it. So I am out of here. Um, he left. He's now with the commissioner. He's doing a lot of good stuff. They have three star players on expiring deals. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez. You had a chance to trade Chris Bryant. Teams were all over him after his terrible year and the shortened season last year. Probably would have gotten you a pretty big return before the Arenado trade. You know, well I mean we'll get to this later. Arenado got traded for nothing. Yeah. But they had a, if they traded Chris Bryant early, they could have gotten some some big pieces for him. Um I'm sure that he will be traded at the deadline because the Cubs are in no position to be contending. Um, Kyle Hendricks is probably another guy that's going to get traded too. Um, but they they have to figure something out because they signed Craig Kimbrell to that huge deal, which is looking like one of the worst contracts ever. He has nothing left in the tank. They brought back Jake Arrieta, who has nothing left in the tank. Um, this is going to be a big blow-up. Uh, the only person I could see maybe staying is Baez. But, like, if you have no pitching, you're going to have – well, if, you can even include Jock Peterson because he's on a one-year deal. He's he's going to leave after this year too if he's not traded. Um, you're locked up with money with Jason Hayward too. I forgot about him. That's another deal that's – Yeah, that that's was bad. Not, that was bad. <laughs> <sighs> but what do you – like, what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, so I agree, like I said in the note when I was prepping. like So me and Keith do our prep separately so that we don't like mesh the same ideas together because obviously we just want it to be super authentic. But this was something that the first thing we both said was just like, yeah, they're going to trade everyone. I said, yeah, they're going to blow it up. So like we're on the same page here. To their credit, they didn't win the World Series with this core of guys. That is true. All right, so it was worth it. But now it might be time... They're holding on for, like, that last grasp, and I think that's a mistake. 
I think all these guys would be traded except for Baez, like you said, because you got to keep one of them or else the fans are going to be yeah. like, what are you doing? Because the fans are morons sometimes. And then Baez will be one of those guys. You grossly overpay to keep him. And then after two years, you're like, oh, we got to trade this dude because our team is <laughs> ter- terrible, terrible. The team's terrible. So I guess that was going to lead me to my first question here, which was, do you think we're in for a Chris Bryant rebound? Or just a, let's trade this guy while we can. I hope we're in for a Chris Bryant rebound because I love him. Um, and, you know, Baez and Bryant both had terrible years at the shortened season last year. Yes, they did. Baez is looking a lot better in spring training this year. I Both of those guys are playing for a contract. They're going to be super, super motivated because they know this is their, t- their only time to get paid. They're, you know, looking at five five plus years on a deal this upcoming off season, they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to stay healthy. They're going to probably both have to hit at least 30 homers if they want the yeah. money they they're expecting. Well, I feel like Bryant's going to have to hit for a high average. Cause like with Definitely. teams, he's, like he's, cause Chicago will kill your power numbers. Like beginning of the year, yeah. ball doesn't really travel there. So if he hits like, you know, 18 to 22 home runs, but he hits for like 285 or above that, they'll be like, all right, if we bring him to our place, you can add six or seven home I, runs to that, and we're in good shape. I think he just has to be healthy. He yeah, that's He hasn't too. been healthy the last two or three years. Yeah. If, if he stays on the field for 140 games or more, that, that'll be a big deciding factor. But he's going to – I think some some team's going to pick him up, either to trade deadline or, you know, um, next offseason. Some, some team's going to sign him to a ridiculous deal just because he's Chris, Chris Bryant, former MVP and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And he's he's just gonna get hurt every year. He's gonna be like Josh Donaldson the last like you know two three years. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. But instead instead of bashing there, guys, I just want to say the one guy I never liked was Anthony Rizzo, and I just hope he continues to get hit by every single inside pitch out there because he he gets like mad tight about it. Like, yo, why are you hitting me? I'm like, dude, because like eighty percent of your, your body's arms. over the plate. <laughs> Like that's why they're hitting you. So like, His stop whining like about right down it. The I I know. If I if I had like the God given ability to throw ninety five plus, I don't think I would ever throw a ball over the plate to that guy. I would just hit him every single time he got up. <laughs> like, listen, I'm gonna keep hitting you till you move back. So, but all right, not the point. Um, yeah. Do you think their pitching holds up? No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, Kyle Kyle Hendricks can compete with almost every. Almost every number one in the league, in a totally different that, way too, because he does not throw hard. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna throw eighty six to like eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ninety one max. He'll, he'll throw a little two seamer yeah. up and into ninety one in the home games where they jack up the radar guns Listen, for the home they, team. <laughs> they love the theme of guys who throw under ninety because they picked up Zach Davies. That, that trade yeah. too. Zach Davies throws like eighty three miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean. And Jake Arrieta doesn't throw hard either anymore. Not anymore. He's what, no. popping out at 92, 93. Yeah. He's not going to be throwing those 100-mile sinkers like he was last time he was with the Cubs. No, I agree. But do but, you like these guys yeah. for fantasy? I know there's a lot of big-name guys that we just named. Yeah, like Kyle Hendricks is going to be a good fantasy guy. Stay away from Craig Kimbrell because he's not going to come back. His arm is shot. He's done. Well, he's not even that. If they trade everyone, he's not even going to get save opportunities because he's not going to yeah. win the games. <laughs> So exactly. you got two two double edged sword yeah, you, there. Exactly. I mean, could, uh, Wilson Contreras at catcher. We we talked about catchers before when we were talking yeah. about the AL Central. There are not many good catchers out there. So like, 
if if you like beefed up a part of your team and nobody's picked a catcher yet, like jump like you might have to reach for a catcher. He's the crown jewel so, of their team because like yeah. we said on that other podcast, there's only like four catchers that are good, like actually good, and he's one of them. He's yeah. He's a little streaky, but listen, but there's not much to healthy. pick from and he plays a lot. And, That's what I was going to say. And he plays multiple positions. I said so he qualifies like, for outfield. Exactly. He's going to play games in right and left field. So like if there's there's going to be games where like, "Oh, let's get him like give him some rest on his knees. Let's put him in right field." You know, he's going to he's going to play 140 150 games. There's going to yeah. be more than any catcher in the league. And you can still play him at catcher. That's the beautiful exactly. part about it. Yeah. Cheat <laughs> cheat code. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um so we're going to talk about the Cubs like division chances a little bit later. We're going to move on to our next team. So, Milwaukee Brewers. This is a common theme in this division where no one has any pitching. And, they, listen, they follow suit. They haven't had any pitching, I, I don't know. Since they had Prince Fielder. Yeah. Remember that? Prince and Ryan Braun <laughs> and Ricky Weeks. My boy. I love oh that God, guy. <laughs> Corey Hart. Yeah. You remember Corey Hart? All oh, those guys God. were always on my fantasy baseball team. I just took the entire <laughs> Brewers offense. They were so good. They were so good. They were so good. They had a shortstop, too. Who was that? Because Weeks played second oh, base. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, all right, maybe it'll come to I me. I don't remember. But, all yeah. right, whatever. We're, you know, reliving Prince Fielder days. So, <laughs> they have no pitching. So, let's just start with the strength of their team. And to me, that would be Josh Hader. Or he's one of the strengths yep. of their team. And their outfield's also another strong part. We're going to get to that in a second. So, is this the year? Now, if you're unfamiliar with Josh Hader here, um, it seems like he pitches, like, starting pitcher innings out of the bullpen. It's like re- this really weird dynamic where they throw him like two or three innings every time he pitches. And this dude pretty much only throws fastballs, like up in the zone, like cross body. It's awesome. He's also got some serious lettuce coming out the back. Yeah. But two things. One, will his arm finally fall off his body this year? And two, is he the hands down best reliever in all baseball? This is not the year his arm falls off his body. He's still got another like year or two left. Okay. Or like the Brewers like ruin him. Yeah, toast him completely. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, he's hands down the best reliever in baseball. He's literally Chris Sale out of the bullpen. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. He gets me so excited. Okay. I love him. But my, I, I don't get to watch him that much besides like whatever highlights I see. So like every time the all-star game comes around this is like my favorite time when he yeah. when it's his time the company just smokes everybody yeah I, I i had him in fantasy baseball like the year he broke out so i got him like stupid late in the draft it was like All right, i'll take this guy josh Hader. he's supposed to be pretty good and then he just comes out here like two inning save two inning save two and i'm like oh i could kiss this dude right <laughs> on the forehead this guy's awesome i crushed everyone that year what everybody. was that three years ago now three yeah, no, they, was, that the, was that the year I played you in the championship? Well, I usually play in the championship. It's usually yeah. Keep at it. Listen, if Saquon's <laughs> listening to this, he's not going to be happy. I know. So I, I know. <laughs> but no, the Hater was really good that year. And yes, yeah. in case you're wondering, that was a loaded question. He is hands down the best reliever in baseball. You cannot touch this man. And if you're nope. here to nerd out a little bit, I can help you with that. So, Josh Hater career .85 WHIP. Which, if you're unfamiliar with like baseball stats, that's like ungodly. All right, strikeout per nine, fifteen point three. 
and he has a career ERA of 254, and that's including a little buffed ERA last year. He also has 62 career saves, and he's technically, like, not a closer. Yeah. And just to throw another thing out there to see how good he is, he has Cy Young, like, he's on the Cy Young betting list, and I don't even know the last time a reliever won that award. Uh, Eric Gagne, right? I, I have to Did look it up. I don't know. I think I don't so. Remember. But that's what we're talking about. So relievers are never on there, and he's on there with like he's, actually pretty decent odds he's too. He's been getting votes the last couple of yeah. years too. So he's listen. If he if he goes out there and breaks the save record. And has like an ERA of like Zach Britton did in like 2016. Yeah. He could be in the top three. I just don't think that he could ever break the save record because they pitch him like two or three innings every time they pitch him. Exactly. Yeah. They, they treat him like the Mets treat Seth Lugo. Yeah. So he'll he'll never actually break it. But it would be if they only pitch him like one inning every time he went yeah. out there. He he probably could. With Devin Williams now, I mean. They do have a second arm in their final. They can mix it up, yeah. So they could, they could give him a little bit of a buffer. They don't. The problem is they don't have any pitchers that are going to get to the seventh inning. Correct. Except just leave it uh, to Devin Williams. Brandon Woodruff's all right. Woodruff's all right. Yeah, yeah. Those are they got they got two solid guys. I mean, not really anybody that's going to go you know tit for tat with any no. one two in the league, but. They have good numbers on him. Like you said before, off before we started recording, Corbin Burns was like insane last year. He was he was really good last year. Yeah. He was, I remember the first month of the season, obviously, you know, you can make your Cy Young bets off of off of the first month and a two month season. But he was they were like top top three Cy Young guys in the in the National League was like uh Hugh Darvish, uh Corbin Burns and uh and uh Bauer. Yeah. So they have they have some guys there, but let's shift more to their hitting here. So yeah. if you're looking at their if for fantasy purposes, you can't really go wrong with any of their outfielders except for Jackie Bradley Jr., who's going to be <laughs> overrated and he's terrible. And I'll tell you why about that in a second because that contract was silly. Um, like obviously Yelich, you're going to need a high pick if you want to snag him. Lorenzo Cain's normally a top like 55 to you know 70 ish type player, nothing flashy, but like pretty good. Uh, their infield, I feel like, is just a bunch of guys like playing out of position because they get all hit. So yeah. you're looking at like they move Keiston Hera to first base, Colton Wong, a free agent signing now at second base, Shaw's at third base. They got Orlando Arcia at shortstop. So they have guys. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to fill out, aside from I'd say Yelich and Kane are like two cornerstones like of your team. But if you want to fill out like your secondary infield spots or your utility spots. With any of the other guys I just noted, like, totally a good move, right? Yeah. Super fr- super friendly hitter ballpark over there in Miller Park. Um, they play in a division, like we said, with no pitching, like, pretty much anywhere. So a lot, all their divisional games are going to be cookie matchups. So you should have some high-scoring games in the NL Central. So that's why I throw my fantasy nuggets out there. But when you look at their outfield, how do you think their outfield stacks in, in, in baseball? thinking like top three top five yeah probably i would say top five um there's there's a lot of good outfields in baseball obviously christian yelich skews them a lot just yeah. because of how good he is um down here last year but, but I mean, still really good down yeah down i mean so did so did bellinger and so did anybody who had an insane 2019 for the most part did not play well in 2020 correct and yeah you know, it whatever there's gonna be a lot of bounce back years uh this year 
I'm sure. Um, him being MVP in 2018, second in MVP in 2019, he's he's gonna find it. it yeah. he, he's gonna be fine. Um, I mean, to be really should have yeah. won the MVP both times, but okay. Yep. I I agree. <laughs> he should have been back to back yeah. MVP. Um, but I mean, Lorenzo Cain's getting up there with age now. When is like when is he gonna not be a center fielder anymore? He's, well, he's still I think got that's the range. Jackie the Bradley speed. Jr. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If if, if any time they say, "Oh, Lorenzo Cain has no more range," they kind of just they can slide just... him to right field and yep. move. It's Jackie perfect. Bradley to center. It's perfect. Exactly. So uh, I'm gonna Jackie Bradley Jr. Now, as a Mets fan, let me tell you, I don't know what I believe in in terms of like you know upper spirits and gods and all that. I was praying to someone that we did not sign this guy. <laughs> I don't know who received my prayers up there or out there, whatever, but thank you, whoever you are, because my <laughs> God, thank goodness we did not sign this man. 239 career batting average. He's a lock to strike out 125 plus times a year. On base, 321, slugging 412, OPS 732. He somehow got $24 million over two seasons. As I texted with Keith as a joke, that's about 11 and a half more per year I would have given that guy. Like, what are we doing? So here's another yeah, guy. Uh, All right, hold on. We're going to play a game we played last week. Okay. You were good at it last week. Thank you. This guy does not play on his team, though. All right, so here we go. Okay. okay. This player, he does play. He's a center fielder, though. All right, so okay. that's, uh, that's your hint. 262 career average. He has never struck out more than 100 times in a season. Okay? He's got a 300 on base, slugging 408, which is .04 lower than Bradley. OPS 707. Bradley's is 732. He just he was okay. a free agent. He got signed this offseason. Do you know who okay. I'm talking about? My guess is Kevin Pillar. Good job. You're so good yes, at this game. Go. Now, all right, so Kevin Pillar, two years, 6.5 million. Jackie Bradley, two years, 24 million. Yeah. God bless, or someone. <laughs> Thank goodness. We ended up with Kevin Pillar. Now, is yeah. he the same defensive player that he was when he played for the Blue Jays? No. No. No, he's but, not. <laughs> but he's, he can still play. He can still play, and he's still an above-average defender. And I know if you say, oh, yeah. his defensive run saved and all that's so bad. Like, me and Keith mentioned last week, he literally played outfield in the two biggest outfields ever. In baseball. Yeah, yeah, San Francisco, where, like, you might as well play, like, beer league softball with left center and right center fielders because it's gigantic, right? <laughs> and what do we say? the Cores, right? Course, yeah. yeah, which is like, okay, defense is like 590 feet away from home plate. <laughs> so everyone's defensive metrics are going to go down there. He signed for about $18 million less, and he's going to give you the same numbers without the strikeouts. So, like, Jackie Bradley, like, I guess good for the Brewers because they, I guess, defensive help. But I'm not paying you $24 million to play defense. I need you to hit the ball. No. And, I mean, with Abisal Garcia out there, he could even be a fourth outfielder. Why would you pay twelve million dollars for a fourth outfielder? Um, well, I think you know, they were banking only, on a DH for Garcia. No, it I, had to they be. They definitely, they definitely were. Yeah. I mean, I think it was it was smart that the Mets waited so long because I mean, if if there was a DH, it would have made sense, but not for that money. Correct. I my my guess was I every I, I think everyone going through the season was assuming there was going to be a DH and there's not, but let's like the Mets the Mets are waiting. Let's say DH was announced. I think the Mets are thinking more along the lines of like two years, twelve million, maybe fifteen million max. I see twelve million would have been like 
a little much for me still, but like yeah. that's like slash the price in half. It's like okay, it's not terrible now. It's not terrible. It like it like makes sense for that. I mean, for your pitching staff to fill up your up the middle defense like that, it would have yes, made sense. Correct. But without a DH, you need those three bats the Mets have in the outfield. They need, and that's why it was good they stayed away from Jackie yes, Bradley. That's why I was good concerned. For, you know, good for him that he has his money. That's that's yeah. all I'm gonna. Whoever say. his agent is, like, uh, maybe He's one a day. Guy, I think. Oh, really? Good. So maybe one yeah. day, if we ever, you know, hit a big out here, you can be my agent because I'm not really that talented. But if you can get me that kind of money, I think we're in good shape. I'm just throwing okay. that out there. Um, and like I said, for every team, we're gonna save our picks for the end, so we're gonna hold off on the Brewers. Now, obviously, we're a little more optimistic about them than the Cubs. Let's go to the next team in line here: Cincinnati Reds. So I'll throw a couple things out there, and you tell me where you want to start, all right? So mm-hmm. I think their pitching is super solid up front with Sonny Gray and yeah. Luis Castillo. It kind of drops off after that. Miley's solid, but, you know, Tomer, Tommy, Maley, like, eh. And then, you know, Jeff Hoffman, yeah. eh, not good. <laughs> no, nope. um, I think their bullpen is really good between Garrett, Lorenzen, and DeLeon. Uh, now, I do like Doolittle. Keith is going to come at you with some <laughs> anti-Sean Doolittle things there. The only reason I like him is because they signed him pretty much for nothing. So if he doesn't work out, it doesn't really matter. Um, so let's start there. There's Can their starting pitching, because I think they have the best pitching in the division. Yeah, it definitely. Has okay, been. so is their pitching enough to hold them up with all these other teams that don't have any? Yes, but their defense is going to take them a step back. Yeah. You okay. know, they their their outfield defense isn't great. Um Well the outfield's also playing. like, you know, smaller than where I'm sitting to my basketball hoop outside in the front. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't need the great outfield defense when your outfield's so small. Yeah. But I mean Nick Castellanos is a DH. He's not a right. Yeah, player. or a third baseman. Yeah. Yeah, or a third baseman. Mike Moustakis is also not a third baseman. He's okay at third base, but he's just – I mean, they're, they're plugging him at second base now. He wasn't great there. He's very limited range. He's not fast. No, they're just doing a Brewers, which is like, all right, we got it's mad exactly. dudes who can hit. Just play somewhere, grab a glove, we'll hope the balls get hit to you. At least the Brewers <laughs> at least the Brewers have, like, solid up the middle defense yeah, it's now true. with, with Colton Wong there. Um, But, I mean, the the Reds don't have a shortstop either. Um, They're, they're probably going to have – some random i think jose garcia's list is in number one i honestly don't know that it is looks like a prospect probably 20 22 years old well, something like that. well like you said the other like before we started recording they could just put nick senzel at shortstop that is true because yeah. he's he's a natural shortstop and then that opens up a spot in the outfield for jesse winker but do you want jesse winker playing center field no or they're do you gonna want, they're gonna move you want shogo playing yeah center they're field? gonna move shogo back this hey we play center field when Senzel was terrible. Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I remember because I thought Senzel was going to be good and on fantasy, for fantasy baseball. And he yeah. he started off really good. He was hot to begin. Then he batted like a yeah. buck 25 for like a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's He's got he's to gotta put it together because he's slowly also running out of time. Like like we I think we said that with like Carter Keyboom last week yeah. on the Nationals. Yeah. He's he's. Nick Senzel is another top prospect that is starting to slowly run out of time. You think he puts it but together maybe, this year then? Well, if he plays shortstop, maybe if he's back in his natural position, maybe it'll all 
lock in for him. All right. That's one way to put it. I agree there. Yeah. Um, talking to center fielders, though, hey, they could always play Michael Lorenzen as their center fielder. <laughs> so for those of Listen. you that don't know, let me just fill in the casuals here. Right, Michael right. Lorenzen's like a, I don't know, sixth, seventh, eighth inning type of guy, reliever. Uh, comes out of the bullpen. He's a good athlete. You could tell he could run. He's yeah. got a really good arm. Uh, he is currently listed on their depth chart as their third center fielder which is insanity because he's like their number three guy in the bullpen. But he's also like their pinch runner. They're like, yeah, we're going to pinch run our pitcher. And I'm like, what are we doing out here? And here comes this like super jacked reliever coming off the bench. <laughs> he definitely does not have his own helmet. They're just like, here, throw this on and go to second yeah. base. Like, I love it. No, if he, he had like six homers in a year. He definitely has his own helmet. I, now. Yeah, now he does. But when they first now did it, I was like, what is going on? I remember the first time they put him in left field, I think it was, he yeah. gunned some guy down <laughs> from, like, deep left field, like, probably 20 feet off the warning track, and he yeah. threw a missile to home plate, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that man can actually throw, not just pitch. Like, he's yeah. got a cannon. Well, if you if you remember when he first came up, I think he was a starter when he first came up, but he I wasn't think that so good. Too. Yeah. And then they moved him to the bullpen, and he also wasn't that good. But then he started to figure it out. But I think the red, like, I kind of wanted him to not figure it out in the bullpen because I wanted to see him in the outfield, like, yeah. like a Rick and Rick and Keel type guy because he <laughs> could hit too. He can hit. I, and having a cannon out there in the outfield probably would have been better for that. I mean, he, I, I honestly think he could probably put up similar numbers like this Nick Castellanos if you gave him a full season. I just love how we're geeking out about their like seventh inning bullpen guy <laughs> playing left <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right let's refocus let's refocus yeah, yeah. so um we, we talked about their pitching their hitting is really really good like top to yeah. bottom they have dudes that can hit also like the brewers they play in a super super friendly hitters ballpark you can't go wrong with anyone on their team i'm a big joey Votto guy for fantasy Love joey especially Votto. if you play categories super high on base never strikes out Normally really high batting average, 25-plus homers, 110 RBIs. Dude's incredible for categories, I think. Aguinio Suarez, like, all right, I never get him because he just goes a little bit higher than I think I can get him at. But he's another guy, 300-plus average, tons of power. He led the league in home runs two years ago, right, or the NL at least. I know that for a fact. He was cranking out home runs. No, no, no. I thought, didn't Pete have more than him? Oh, you know, made it, did Pete catch him at the end? Yeah, Pete caught him at the end, right? But yeah, he was he, in it. He caught him at the end. He had, yeah, he finished with 49. Pete had, what, 53? Yeah. Whatever. So he was he was second in, in the majors pretty yeah. much. But, I mean, he's he's another guy. But that, he hits for know, a way higher average than Pete does. Version. It, that is true. Yeah. That is true. But uh, he's he's one of those guys that, that, you know, we were talking about before that's got to find his 2019 version and not let that 2020 sword and season hang over his head. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so we're going to give, like I said, I'm going to keep saying it because people are like, when are they going to give their picks? At the end. Because we also have Cy Young and MVP to talk about. So let's go yeah. to the St. Louis Cardinals here, all right? So we talked about every team so far except for them. For me, I think they have a serious pitching issue. Yeah. Outside of Jack Flaherty, I don't really know what they have behind them. Like, they have guys that are names that people know. Like, you got Adam Wainwright. You got Michaelis, who's currently injured. 
You got Alex Reyes, who may or may not be in the bullpen. You got Kim, who was in the bullpen, you know, and then he was a starter, and then he was both, and he like he's all over the place. Like they have a little mishmash of guys there. Um, who do you? I guess we'll just do it this way. Who do you think makes their rotation? Like if you have to go one through five uh, right now, top of your head, Michaelis is hurt, so don't throw him in there. Yeah. So it it would be Flaherty, Wainwright, Kim, probably Carlos Martinez, Carlos Martinez, and then uh, Ponce de Leon. Ah, uh, yeah. So I have the same five then. Yeah, because I mean, my Michaelis is there. That's their biggest loss. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, if, if Flaherty gets hurt, that that's it. oh, it's, it's over. over for them. Yeah. <laughs> but without Michaelis, that that's that's their that's their number two that they that they really need because Wainwright's what forty years old. He's, he's, he's really on his old. La- <laughs> he's on his last leg. I don't think he's forty, you know, but he's old. He's old. Yeah. Kim, you know, Kim struggled last year. It is, I think, that was his first year in the majors, right? I think the year before Second that was, league. but that was his first year yeah. as like a, a full blown starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I remember watching his spring training game against the Mets when Kim Kim was starting and he got rocked in the first inning, and then they roll him. They do like forty pitches in the first yeah. inning or something ridiculous, and then they roll him over. Um. Carlos Martinez, I feel like every time he pitches in spring training, he's been against the Mets. Gave up like six <laughs> runs today. But he's <laughs> always crushed. been a little all over the place, even when he was elite. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. I think they realistically they should have signed a pitcher in the yeah, offseason they should have. and rocked Martinez in the bullpen because their bullpen is also a little on the light side. I mean, they have Jordan Hicks coming back this year, but like even even with Jordan Hicks. You know he's he's this is gonna be his first season off of Tommy John, um, so you know they're they're gonna need. And Reyes is coming him. off an injury too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, Reyes is always hurt. Yeah, I know, but like he's got he's he's slowly progressed to like bigger injuries as he's gone. Yeah, yeah, which is scary. Yeah, I know it's not the good. Velocity his velocity is down too, so which I is mean, also not good. <laughs> also not good. Um, but I mean they they still got Gallegos in there. Still he's super Miller. underrated. Guy yeah, Gallegos, Gallegos is super, yeah, super, super underrated. Um, you know, Andrew Miller's starting to lose some velo. You know, yeah. He's starting to lose some velo. What's you know, it's going to be a big uh, what's left in the tank for Andrew Miller. I'm glad year. you brought him up. So he only pitched 13 innings last year. ERA yeah. two seven seven, which is good. Not, I mean, not good, for yeah. him, but it's good. WHIP was still over one. Um, now the the two years prior to that, he was really bad. ERA yeah. over four two both of those seasons. Do you do you think he's a guy that, like you said, you, it's kind of like a, what do you have left in the tank? If he shows he has something left, do you think they trade him, even though they are the top contender? No. They ride him. The, I think they have to because, I mean, I don't really think any other team in the division is going to, like, be up there with, num- with them at, at, at number one um, in the division, I mean. Um, See, I think the winner of this division is going to have, like, 85 wins. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, like 87. Yeah. I can't see a, a team in this division winning 90 plus. So. Well, I mean, the only way they would, so a team would win 90 plus is like if the Pirates have literally less than 50 wins. Yeah. Well, but then, because everyone's going to beat up on them then. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you don't know how, I mean, the Cubs are, I think people are projecting them to be around 500. I think they're going to win 72 games max. They could blow it up and then just go downhill real quick. Yeah. Like right now, I feel like this division's like really close between like the Cubs all the way through the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then like Pirates, we know are going to be bad. Cubs might blow it up. That's two teams 
that would would could go on like a you know lose twelve or fifteen streak mm-hmm. you know once or twice. Um, but back to the Cardinals. Now here's the big thing. Like we talked about before, they re-signed Yachty. They re-signed Wainwright. They got Nolan Arenado for free. They called free. up the They're Rockies. Gonna- and they were like, hey, we'd like to trade for Nolan Arenado. And they were like, all right, cool. We'll give you $50 million with him. And they were like, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, they literally traded nothing to get him. Yeah. There was like one one guy in that deal. I couldn't believe it. I When I saw the update come through, I was shocked. Like, I, I, I just didn't know what to do. Is he a top five player in baseball? Top ten. All right, so you got who's – your, who's your top five? Trout. Yeah. Tatis. Okay. Soto. Okay. Yelich. Okay. And then, I mean, I would, I don't know who I'd put five, but I would put Bellinger over him. I would put Lindor over him. Oh, see, I'd rather have him um, in both of those guys. It's not even close. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, like, I I might have, I might rather have Acuna over him, though. That's true. So, like. I, okay. All right, so maybe we can just say top eight. Uh, yeah. Top okay, eight. so he's a top eight-ish <laughs> player in baseball, right? And they got him for pretty much free because the Rockies were trying to dump salary because they're like yeah. allergic to winning or something over there. So the Cardinals now have this guy. So now let me just we'll we'll throw some names out there for the people at home, right? So here's what we got: we know we have Yachty at catcher behind the plate. You got Paul Goldschmidt. You got Nolan Arenado. You still have Paul DeYoung at shortstop. You got Harrison Bader in center, who Keith's not in love with, but all right. You got Dylan Carlson, like Tyler O'Neill, like they have some guys. Yeah. And they still have Matt Carpenter, who's kind of, yeah. I guess, going to be like a jack of all trades type of guy. Yeah, he's, he's just going to put him anywhere. I mean, that's what they usually, that's what they usually do to him. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is he's going to hit again. I mean, he he comes out here hitting 160 to start the first two months of the season pretty much every year. If he's, if he's I know, I love it because someone takes him in fantasy baseball and then they drop him when they get mad at him, and I always that end up me. with them. That was me. <laughs> I know. I know. I was, it was like June, and we still hitting on the two. I know. Like, he's not coming back. I know. And, and I, then remember, he hit 400. In I like know. July. I had like, him. I know. Oh my God, that's happened two times. The other time yep. was when you dropped the Sasha Iwakuma. And I picked them oh, up, and he, and no he threw no hitter. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. That was really Terrible. funny. So, obviously, they picked up Arenado for free. That's what I think made them vault to like the favorite in this division. Yeah, like that put them over yeah. the top. Because I think they probably would have been the third favorite in the division without if it him. wasn't for trading for Arenado. Yeah. But here's the thing. Let's say. Let's say Flaherty gets hurt, or Flaherty pitches with a five ERA again, like he did last year. They're in big trouble. That first of all, they're in big trouble. But does Arenado opt out? Even though he said, "I'm not opting out," when he got traded, he's like, "My intention is to stay here through my career, through the contract, whatever." If they're terrible this year, and Yachty retires and Wainwright retires, I don't know who else is on expiring. Clearly, he doesn't seem like a patient guy. Because no, because because remember. You guys last, got the him. last two years. Yeah, the last two years, uh, he's all like, "I want to win a championship here in Colorado." Blah 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 blah. And then immediately, as things went downhill, he's like, "I want out. I'm I'm done." Yeah. So if you're not a baseball guy and you're listening to this, this is pretty much the Sean Watson. He's like, "Yeah, I'll resign <laughs> here." And then like eight months later, he was like, "No, no, no, trade me." 
Uh, but the Rockies were like, yeah, sure, we'll get rid of you. But, like, the Texans aren't doing that. So pretty much, like, yeah. why would you sign an extension if you're, like, on the fence about it? Wouldn't you let it play out? He signed the extension, and he was like, nah, get me the hell out of here. Really, really yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Um, it, yeah, it was weird. So that brings us right to some wet in the beak. So if you're new to wetting your beak, that would be our betting picks here. That's kind of our statement here with the beak, you know, beak brands. Okay, so let's go right to the MVP. I'll give you a couple of guys. You tell me who you want. Yelich plus 1,200. Arenado plus 1,200. So they're co-favorites out of this division. Yep. Chris Bryant plus 3,500. Rizzo plus 3,500. Goldie plus 3,500. Baez 4,000. Hap 5,000. Deong 5,000. Who are you taking uh, and why? I'm taking Yelich comeback here. Damn it. That was my I feel, like, <laughs> I, I feel like Yelich is going to be playing with something to prove this year. And if the Brewers want to do anything, he's going to have to carry this team. That's why I was going to I mean, they have, they have enough offense yep. to, like, with with everyone around him to, like, go places. But he's going to have to be, like, MVP 2018-2019 Christian Yelich again if, if the Brewers want to go anywhere. So it's kind of like that Greg Jennings video where he breaks his leg and puts a team on his back. That's going to have to be Christian Yelich, all right? So that's what's going to have to happen. So that's my pick, and I agree 125% with everything Keith just said. But if I had to pick somebody else, I would take Arenado because if they go deep into the playoffs, he's going to be viewed as the guy that put him over the hump, and yep. that's a good way to get MVP. Well, even, even though MVP voting is done after the regular season. Yeah, allegedly allegedly yeah that is true it's always weird that these guys that have massive postseasons get a couple extra votes there yeah it's a little suspect (laughs) a little bit uh so those are our mvp favorites cy young let's move to the pitching side here castillo plus 1200 flaherty plus 1500 woodruff 25 sunny gray 35 corbin burns 35 and hater 5000 i just want to say the fact that both brewers starters have better odds than josh hater is a travesty all right so where are you going to go with this one? I know I was kind of trashing him before. Uh, like, I'm well, not trashing him. I'm just saying if he has a bad year. But I have high hopes for Jack Flaherty that he'll come back. Um, you know, 2019, he was insane the second half. And he gave DeGrom a run for his money at that Cy Young Award. Yes, he did. Uh, so, you know, if he, if he goes out there, is healthy, pitches over 200 innings with, like, 225 strikeouts around there. Uh, he he's gonna be in probably top five, top three contention for Cy Young in the National League. Yeah, listen, I'm with you on that. Uh, my pick, though, I agree with you, but my pick is gonna be Luis Castillo. I love this guy. All right, throws oh, yeah. throws gas, super good changeup, and I think if the Reds make any noise, it's gonna be because he has a stellar stellar year. Him and Sonny Gray combined. Yeah. The only thing that might hurt him is, like I said, him and Sonny Gray combined. That's what's going to have to bring him there. And also, you're competing against Jacob DeGrom. So, like, your, yeah. your stats need to be, like, incredible. Your chances are already, yeah. are already gone. Like, someone, some, if, if you want to beat Jacob DeGrom, you're probably going to have to post an ERA of at least under 2.2, most likely under 2. At next week, when we do, maybe we'll do a little special podcast video um, where yeah. we go just award favorites because we have been giving picks. We, maybe we can do a just strict mm-hmm. award show there. Um it's going to be tough to beat DeGrom. If it's like DeGrom versus the field, I mean, you have a pretty good chance just taking DeGrom in that. We're just saying yeah. a lot. But I'm going to go with Castillo. Uh, Hater's mm-hmm. a dark horse, but like we said before, not going to get the save, so it's not even worth throwing yeah, money on probably, it. Yeah, probably, yeah. 
So, all right, Keith, so it's time. Your chalk pick for the NL Central is... Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I'm going to cut Keith off here because every division so far, I've been, like, very confident in who I was going to take. And this division, I'm just not. It's, yeah. And you don't sound it, that confident either. No, because I want to pick the Brewers so badly. But, that, like, everyone in the rotation, the question mark. And their yeah. bullpen, like we said before, it's only two guys. So, I mean, like, I was just saying this with Yelich carrying the team. Like, their offense is going to have to carry them. All right, so here's a question for you. The yep. team that wins this division either has A, the best pitching, or B, the team that hits the best. Definitely the team that hits the best. Okay. Um, But I think the NL Central was the worst offensive team in baseball last year. Which is so weird. Or the worst offensive league in baseball yeah. last year. Um, and I know that's why everyone was like saying Bauer shouldn't have won Cy Young because he was p- pitching against the, the yeah, two worst. The, the AL and the NL Central were both the two worst divisions in baseball in terms of hitting. Yeah. So, Listen, I mean, it's not under his control, though. He just played the schedule they true. gave him. That is that is 100% correct. Yeah. Um, so, but also, the only the team that wins this division, that's the only team that's going to the playoffs from the NL. 100%, yes. Because if you, want a, if you want a wild card spot, you have to win at least 90 games. Yeah. This year. This is like, once again, about, but... if you're a football fan, this is the NFC East. You're either going to yeah. get eight wins and get in, or you're not going to be close. Like, that's it. So, my chalk pick is also the Cardinals, but like I said, I really do not feel good about it. Um, so, I'm just going to go right to my upside pick. Yeah. The Cincinnati Reds. I wanted to take them as my chalk pick so bad, but I just couldn't do it. I love this team. I don't care that everyone plays out of position. I don't care that, you know, the left field fence feels like a little league and it's like, you know, whatever. It feels like it's 285 yeah. down the line, but it's obviously deeper than that. I just love their team. I love their pitching. Well, I don't – okay, not love. I like the pitching that they have, the top end of it. I think that is going to be a determining factor for them winning the division. I like their lineup a lot. Joey Votto's hilarious and Canadian, so you can't go wrong there. <laughs> um, my secondary pick would be your Brewers, but I've, I've seen it too many times where it's like if Yelich doesn't literally carry them, they're not even close. Yeah, so – I'm going to take the Reds. Yeah. My problem with the Reds is that last year, with Bauer, who was the Sun Young in the NL, they made the playoffs by one game. Yeah. And then they they played the Braves in the first round. They got shut out twice. Yeah. Which is embarrassing. So, I mean, without Bauer, they didn't really feel what they – who they got? They got Wade Miley, right? Yeah. And Jeff, Jeff Hoffman, Hoffman, the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Just a guy with a without... pulse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Without Bauer, I mean, it's going to be tough. And let's see how many games Sean, Sean Doolittle blows for them. Let's see if he even makes a team out of spring training. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, tell me why you want the Brewers then. Is it only because you're afraid of yeah. the Reds or is because you like the Brewers? No, I like I, I like the Brewers more. And like like I was saying before, I, I can't I, I don't trust the Reds without, without the pitching that last year. All right, I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. So I think that wraps it up for the NL Central. So a couple of things I have to remind you about before we go to next week's preview here, because uh, we like to tease the next week's show. Need you to do a couple of things. I already said it once, but I'll say it again, because some of you don't listen. 
So number one, follow at Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You got to do that. We need your support. Tell a friend. Help a guy out or guys, you know, because we got two people out here. All right. Number two would be check out the website, beakbrands.com. Written content. The podcast is there. We got stuff for you. All right. So the things we write about are different from the things we talk about on the pod. All right. Now we do integrate some other things there, but it's both. Okay. Um, number three, I need you to follow and or subscribe to the Speak to the Beak podcast on Apple and Spotify, and also need you to subscribe to the Beak Branch channel now on YouTube. This is hopefully our first video there. All right. And then the last thing is. If you want to follow me, I'm at Tim Ferdinand. I actually remembered my name this time earlier. I forgot what it was, (laughs) even though it's literally just my name. And then if you want to follow Keith, he's at Keith Hernandez with two Zs. Remember, we have hockey pods come out every week. We got football right in the middle of free agency. We got the baseball season about 20 days, maybe a little bit less, 18 days. Isn't it 18? Two and a half weeks? No, it's... It's 12 days till opening day, I think. Do I not know what day? It, oh, it's the 19th. It, yeah. Game changer. Yeah, yeah. It would help if I knew what day yes, it was. Yesterday, Thursday. Thursday was exactly two weeks. Two weeks. Day. Okay. So, so we're right 13, there 13 days to opening on. day. By, by the time they hear this, it's going to be what? 10? 9? Yeah, something like that. Because it comes out oh. on Mondays. So yeah. we got some stuff going on there. Um, and that's kind of that. Next week, we got the NL Central. I mean, Jesus. We got the NL West. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where I am right now. The NL West, and those probably have the two favorites to make it to the NLCS with the Padres and the Dodgers. So you definitely don't second, want to miss that one. Second, second best division in baseball. All right. So we'll talk about that next week. That's a good little yeah. tease there, Keith. I appreciate you. So like I said, give us a follow. Give us a share. Tell your friends. Comment. If you like what we're doing here, let us know. We're going to need your rate and review there on Apple to kind of bump us up the ratings. Subscribe on YouTube, like the video. Yes, we're begging for your support, but we could really, really appreciate it, and we could really use it. So that's what we got there. Me and Keith will be back next week. Like I said, NL West. Hockey during the week normally drops on Thursday. Football is kind of a spontaneous kind of big news thing as of right now. We we should have one coming out shortly. So with that being said, you will hear us and... Hopefully see us again next week for baseball. So, Keith, it was a pleasure doing the video with you. For those of you that are at home, like this man's out here living in the corner with the shirts in the back, (laughs) we're working on the aesthetics, people. But uh, we just wanted to give you a little video because we have heard one of the requests we got was, I can't listen to just audio. I need to, like, see people speaking. Well, here we are. All right? We're here. (laughs) So we made it happen. So until next time. We'll see you guys then. We're out of here.